Look in your home. Look in your office. Look in your home office. Everywhere you turn, there's so much smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. Our game-changing FlexPath format puts you in control of your master's degree, so you can learn how, when, and where you want. Smart, huh? Yeah, we think so too. So if you want to take the next step in your career, make Capella your first step. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast. I am so impressed by how amazing Formula 1 has been recently and that's why I composed a poem in the honor of the sport. <laughs> Formula 1 is having a mad run and it is now Formula Fun. <laughs> yeah. How, uh, <laughs> Don't be so embarrassed. <laughs> well, Your poetic ways are a very good way to start <laughs> our weekly episodes. Why don't we have one every single week, Mithila? But uh... yeah, since Toro Wolff isn't saying much anymore, I think we need a new section. But yeah, okay, I- I'm not going to insult the sport by my horrible poetry talent. And actually, my talent is not justice enough to what Formula One has delivered in the last three races. Like, amazing. Yes, uh, Bahrain, China and now Azerbaijan were full of entertainment and excitement and edge of seat action. Absolutely and guys it took us an extra day just to register all the stories from the race, separate you know the heroes from the zeros and all of that. And there's actually a massive list of heroes and a small list of zeros but a crucial one and we could actually uh, do a quick checklist later in uh, today's show. For sure. So guys in this week's episode, okay for for, for starters like no more bad poetry from me so please stick around. <laughs> so we're going to talk about formula fun and uh, ask the important question is formula 1 finally formula fun? Is formula 1 tilting too much towards race strategy than relying on actual racing to throw unexpected results? And how and why is it that the teams are proposing rule changes that allow the cars to race with each other? Uh, we're still top rated on iTunes. That's so exciting! So, guys, please remember to subscribe to us on iTunes or Audio Boom for your weekly dose of Formula One humor. Yes, so Formula One's been Formula Fun in the last three races. I will absolutely agree with Mithila's excitement and her poetry. But despite the Formula Fun, hats off to Liberty Media for pushing through changes. for 2019 it shows that they aren't resting on the laurels of the last few races and they also know that there are certain impediments that need to change immediately to ensure that races are given the opportunity of being fun and what i really liked was that liberty media forced their way through the changes despite most teams not agreeing And of course why would the teams agree because these changes are designed to bring cars closer to each other while teams work hard to ensure that their car remains far ahead and away from the competition as possible. Yeah that's very well said Kunal. Thank you. So <laughs> so in 2019 they're going to simplify the front wing the rear wing the front brake ducts and like we said before they're separating the driver and car weight so there's a lot going on. Long yes list. and uh, the the drivers will also have higher fuel 
uh, to race uh, per race next year. Yeah, so all in all, Liberty Media is trying everything they can to ensure that there's at least an opportunity for cars to fight each other. And frankly, there's no way to find out whether these changes will actually work in the positive. But at least there's a concentrated effort. And I say concentrated because uh, teams have done the CFD research. The FIA has used that research to come up with these changes for next season. And for the first time that I can remember, or the first time in many, many years, all the stakeholders have come together to make sure that the spectacle of Formula One improves. I think the only scare in all of this is that Ferrari could still veto these changes. I really hope that they don't play like party poopers. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Kunal, instead of the veto, I think Ferrari just needs to focus on how the hell they managed to let Mercedes outfox themselves on race strategy. And this is for the past two races, China and Azerbaijan. So Vettel lost the lead to Botas purely on race strategy. And that's the strange part. He lost the lead to Botas. And suddenly Botas has become like the lead Mercedes driver who's winning races and etc, etc. But back to the changes. There's talks uh, that in the future, Formula One could do away with expensive telemetry systems and mission control rooms and all of this to save costs. And most importantly, let the races be less technical and more about driving. Kunal, you know, this has really gotten me thinking. So just like Ricciardo and Hamilton are curious to know the future plans of Formula One before committing to longer deals with their teams, I think I'm also going to extend my commitment to the Inside Line Formula One podcast just one year at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Because honestly, if Formula One is changing this much, I'm not sure whether I'm going to enjoy it anymore in the future. So, you know. Just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> and let our listeners know as well. So, yeah, yeah, I know kidding, that she's guys. on board for 2019 <laughs> at least. But talking of telemetry uh, systems and mission control rooms, to me, they are an important element of racing. Without these, we'd rather just go back to the Flintstone ways of racing cars, I would say. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that technology is what should stay in the sport. You know, that, that technology shouldn't go away. There are many other ways of reducing expenses in Formula 1 and Please just go focus on that, Liberty Media. I agree, that's what makes the sport cutting edge. But, you know, one big change from Baku that I was absolutely, like, disappointed by was that Formula One decided to get rid of the podium interviews. I mean, how could they? Why would they? What the hell is wrong with them? (laughs) I wish I had an answer, but, uh, you know, for a change, I am clueless as well. And uh, to me, I miss the drivers in the green room. And to, to me, that's a human side of the sport that we won't get to see anymore. And that's that's more disappointing than just the podium interviews. Yeah, you know, I used to love those awkward silences and, you know, the occasional hat flinging that we saw. <laughs> <laughs> All of that had its own story to tell. Yes, and uh, I like to see the drivers in their post-race elements without their helmets, exhausted, you know, gesticulating their moves uh, with their hands and trying to wonder what happened to which driver. We are just going to lose all that part of the storytelling, or rather we've already lost it since Baku. It's awful, but Liberty Media, please, please, please bring back our podium interviews. So despite all this fun in Baku... And that took two years in succession. Formula One might just drop Baku from the calendar to fit in the Miami Grand Prix. 
Wow, like it's crazy. There's just so much pressure on Miami to deliver exciting racing already. <laughs> yeah. But I can't believe they might ditch Baku. Like, what the hell? Anyway. So, on to other stories from the Formula One paddock. Red Bull Racing and Honda had a fruitful chat about a tie-up for 2019. They will have a second round of chat in Spain. And at the moment, I'm not sure if Honda really has something credible or dependable to sell to Red Bull Racing. And I believe Red Bull Racing are hoping, like Fernando Alonso uh, hoped all of last season, they're hoping that Honda's next upgrade is the upgrade that they need to become a competitive power unit in Formula One. <laughs> but I'm just uh, thinking that, can you imagine that from troubling two drivers this year, Honda could go to troubling four drivers on their grid? And one of them could be Max Verstappen and the other one could be Daniel Ricciardo. So, wow, yeah, they're just expanding the web of evil. <laughs> Although the key part for Red Bull Racing is to use this Honda deal to hold on to Daniel Ricciardo. But I reckon it might be a little too late and Ricciardo might not want to do what Alonso did, basically place his Formula 1 title ambitions in the hands of Honda. Actually, and I also think that Red Bull Racing's handling of the Ricciardo Verstappen episode from Baku will just go a long way in helping Ricciardo pick his choice for next season. Yes, and on our Facebook page, Mark Wood cracked a phenomenal joke. He said that when you mate two bulls, you get a Toro Rosso. Thank you for that joke, Mark. Hilarious. This season, McLaren is the only team with a 100% reliability and finish record. Basically, they are catching up for all the laps they lost during their partnership years with Honda. Wow, I never thought we'd be able to say something like that on the podcast and it's not a joke. <laughs> and in the next 11 weeks, Fernando Alonso is going to have 10 races. Wow, what commitment. I, I really think the sight of uh, Alonso entering the pits at the end of lap one in Baku will be etched in my memory for a long, long, long time to come. And, you know, I was wondering when I saw that, like, okay, his race is over. But Alonso being Alonso, he fought till the end and he scored points. And it's so interesting, Kunal, because we, we know that till, like, last season or something, Alonso used to be the one who just parked his car <laughs> and give up. And he's gone, like, the other end of the spectrum kinds. And I would have definitely picked Fernando Alonso as my driver of the day in Baku. Yes, I know Charles Leclerc deserved it after his maiden points, given all his struggles, etc., etc. But I believe Alonso's struggles in the last many seasons have probably been most unexpected. And the, the way he's come out of that is, is phenomenal. But, you know, something given uh, Alonso's love for wanting to explore different series apart from Formula One, the fact that he could bring home his car on two wheels doesn't, uh, doesn't that mean that he has a career in MotoGP? <laughs> So, while Vettel didn't win the race, I think he came under a lot of fire for his failed overtaking attempt on Hamilton and Bottas at the second restart. I think people need to give Sebastian Vettel a break. He did what any racer worth his salt would and should actually do. Well, the funniest Vettel moment was when Hamilton questioned his tactics behind the safety car. Vettel said that the safety car was too slow and maybe Formula One should use a Ferrari safety car. <laughs> <laughs> I love Sebastian Vettel's humour. <laughs> Mercedes and Red Bull Racing suspect that Ferrari's desire to win races and the championship 
could just mean that they could be in the grey when it comes to certain innovations on their racing cars. Now, unfortunately for Ferrari, reputation precedes them, but we will never know and I trust that the FIA always will. And if so, they will pull Ferrari up when the time is right. You're so right. Uh, when Ferrari ends up being the quickest, that too in this era, there's suddenly this cloud of mystery and are they flouting any rules? Are they exploiting any loopholes? And I know that exploiting loopholes is fine, but still. Talking of cloud of mystery, I, we know that at the moment there's a cloud of smoke each time a Ferrari fires up. So hopefully that's got nothing to do with them being in the grey with the rules. Not but... symbolic at all. <laughs> Finally, I'm going to talk about my favorite part this week, which is Formula One's announcement of a deal with Twitter. At 10 Grand Prix this year, uh, Formula One will have a live post-race show on Twitter immediately after the podium interviews. And there will, of course, be specials and replays and exclusives and all of that. What podium interviews did they cancel? <laughs> Yes, I meant after the driver <laughs> interview. Sorry, I'm confused. Anyway, so Nico Rosberg will have a part-time job this season, basically. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, this is a good move by Formula One. They're trying really hard to get rid of the niche and exclusive tag. One that Ecclestone worked really hard to keep intact. And frankly, I don't think there's anything wrong or right in either of these approaches. It's just a management decision and vision. I think this decision, though, will definitely upset the existing broadcasters because they send their uh, traveling crew to the races and they have their own post-race shows. This will probably dip into their viewership. And what could be worse is if teams and drivers give the Formula One show more importance than the ones with the other broadcasters. This could signal the end of the free voice of the media in Formula One because we need unbiased coverage. Absolutely. Having worked as a journalist before, Kunal, I know how important independent media is and their unbiased reporting too. But I'm going to wait and watch uh, how Formula One manages this and how soon before media houses start complaining. But this is what I've liked about Liberty Media. They've started to walk their talk. I know that the major technical regulation changes are next, but this is a good step forward too. I mean, the regulation changes for 2019. And uh, what's also next is this whole financial payout that they're trying to work a formula on. Uh, but these are good indications that Liberty Media has a vision and they are working towards it. And maybe slow, but they certainly seem steady. Yeah, so okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring us to the biggest joke of the week. Kimi Raikkonen said that he has equal opportunity to win the World Drivers Championship at Ferrari. <laughs> I can't believe it. Well, I thought you were actually going to start the what Toto Wolf said this week uh, section, but I realized that he hasn't said much or at all. And that's a shame, right? I know. We yeah. started the section and he stopped talking <laughs> like <laughs> Daniel Ricciardo had a lip surgery between China and Azerbaijan. Basically, one in China, if you all remember. And I wonder if the shoey was a reason. Yeah, and uh, Sergio Perez said that Max Verstappen's wild ways reminded him of his days at McLaren. <laughs> but Perez was not as quick at McLaren as Verstappen is quick at Red Bull, I think. Right? Not even so half as popular. That's though. the mood comparison <laughs> to make, Sergio, but... <laughs> <laughs> We won't get into that. And by the way, you should be uh, congratulating Perez for his podium, his second at Baku. Yes, of course. Congratulations, Sergio Perez and all of Force India. And we know how hard they're working this season to make sure that they remain the best of the rest. And Perez is such a cheeky racer and he made sure he was in contention all along. And let's remember, he also had an incident-packed race. And uh, to me... 
Him overtaking Vettel for the podium is a feat in itself. I mean, I know Vettel was struggling for grip with those tyres, but congratulations, Sergio Perez. And let's hope this brings you into contention for a seat with a top team next season. Fingers crossed with that. And finally, Lewis Hamilton won his first race of the season. Yes, it was a gift from Valtteri Bottas, but this is motor racing and I'm sure he'll take what he gets. Yes, and this win was actually a payback for Lewis not winning the race in 2017. Remember the whole lose headrest while, oh, yes, while yes. he had to make an extra pit stop. But how soon before fans start crying that the current season is a lottery and there is too much emphasis on tyre strategy? than on on-track racing. Yeah, I think fans like us just need something to complain about. Well, it's not me who's complaining. I just asked a question because somebody has gone and asked that question on our Facebook page. He likened the current Formula 1 season to poker. Now, that's strange. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, that's interesting, actually. Well, whoever said that you can't please everyone was probably correct. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We will definitely see you in the week leading up to Spain. And if all goes well, we could be well reporting from the paddock at the Spanish Grand Prix. So see you next week. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. No one is funnier than you. People laugh just thinking about the things you've said. I'm laughing at one of them right now. Coworkers repeat your jokes at the office, but they're never as good as when you tell them and shame on them for trying. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better knowing you could save when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. <laughs> Although I'm sure you'd have a funnier way to say that. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.